Welcome to the Connection Codes podcast. This is the podcast where we break open our emotions that take us from being disconnected to connected in our relationships and in ourselves. I am your host, Tara Wages, and I'm here with Dr. Glenn Hill and Phyllis Hill, marriage and family therapists, creators of the Connection Codes. And joining us today is their daughter, Echo Hill Vetter, trauma-informed coach and just wisdom house of a woman and a mother of five. And she is here. She is a part of our parenting here at the Connection Code. She is on our upcoming, all of our stuff, content. She helped create everything behind our parenting content. Today's bite-sized question is going to be talking about how do we rebuild after years of having good intentions, but bad tools in our parenting. Mm. How do we rebuild our relationships with our kids from when we've missed over and over again? And now we have kids that don't trust us. So let's dive in. This is such a great question. And of course, Mm -hmm. one that we hear so often. And sadly for so many parents, they just don't have a clue what happened because they love their kids, they've always loved their kids, and they don't understand Mm. this 12-year-old, 13, 15, whatever, no longer turns to them. Mm. And it's incredibly painful whenever they realize, oh, they don't turn to me because I've been telling them for 10 years not to turn to me. Mm -hmm. I've been unsafe for them for a decade, and finally they got the message. Mm -hmm. And I remember as this became clear for us uh, as, as parents, being able to sit down with you kids and go, we missed a bunch of stuff. Wow, we missed it. And I think that's part of the power of the, the third phrase, I missed it, uh, just to be able to say that. Uh, we didn't miss it because we hated you kids. We didn't miss it because you know we were evil yeah. people and we were trying to ruin your life. We just missed it. We didn't have a clue. Mm-hmm. We were clueless from our own childhood, didn't see it modeled. And we figured out a whole lot of stuff when, especially you older three were already... Uh, grown and even our youngest was already um, graduating high school uh, and so just be able to say that to go wow a lot of guilt 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 bit of shame because wow we missed it really badly you know I, don't, I think we don't often know the uh, consequences of our early days mm-hmm. with our kids um, I heard this told recently which is such so powerful is when your little one is going to bed and they are fearful of monsters mm. and or even wake up you know at later middle of the night or whenever crying because they're convinced there's a monster and we go in and we resist their energy mm. and we basically say there are no monsters go to sleep we we create a wall we begin to build that wall mm. and and that almost that language says uh in a way, you're stupid, you don't know anything, there are no monsters under your bed. And eventually, that equates to the child, you're not safe for me, and I don't trust you. Mm -hmm. And by the time they're teenagers, that has built such a wall, because Mm. it's not only one incident. If that's the way you're reacting to your children with little, when they're young, with a monster fear, then it just continues like that's kind of if that's your go-to as a parent then that the consequences of that will be that yes as a teenager they're going to go my parents not safe i don't trust them and i'm not going to go to them because they're just going to tell me i'm stupid Mm -hmm. and that what i feel and think is not valid 
Yeah. And this is so common. Mm. Culturally, it's expected. The power dynamics that we all experience between parents and children, or really it's between adults and children. So you have older, you have younger, and we are um, against each other. Mm. Some of that being, of course, by the time we're adults, and we could, man, we could talk about this for hours, Mm. because by the time we're adults, so much of the way we function has adjusted to the expectations of what was given to us. So we grew up with the same dynamic and we learned to adjust Mm. to that. We learned to silence our emotions or suppress our emotions, to silence our uh, ideas, our opinions, so that we can fly under the radar, stay out of trouble. Mm. So, you know, by the time we're adults, we've adjusted to that reality. So then when our kids come along, we continue that cycle. We expect the same thing from them. That Mm -hmm. was what was handed to us. This is what we hand to our children. And that's why so much of this work, this um, addressing our mental health, changing the cycles, changing Mm -hmm. the patterns, becoming conscious in the way that we respond to our children, so much of that can rewrite. It creates the possibility of that, the opportunity for that to rewrite what we are handing to our kids. Mm -hmm. We can change that when we pause and we learn emotional intelligence, when we learn how to address our own Mm. pain, our own mental health. And so, yes, with like with our teenagers, we typically we've been in this cycle. We've been in this pattern since they were really young. Mm. From what I see, it it usually starts once they're mobile. So when they're tiny, tiny babies, Mm. we address their needs. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a pretty straightforward interaction. And then as soon as they're mobile, we begin resisting them. That's when the resistance Mm. begins. Wow. Is as soon as they're mobile, maybe even before that, once they become uh, verbal in any way, once they start expressing words, we immediately, um, I guess all that happens around the same time. I'm trying to think through the, uh, how all that develops, Mm -hmm. but that's what I noticed. And that was of course my pattern too. In the early years of parenting, I had no concept, no Mm -hmm. concept of, co-creating or collaborating with Mm. my children. Um, I learned that later and did have to do that repair work. In fact, Mm -hmm. we've spent the last few years doing that Mm. repair work specifically with our older two children and kind of with our older three. It was really Mm. our older three that we Mm. didn't have those um, tools for early on. And so absolutely the I missed it. Being willing to be human enough, Mm. humble enough, honest enough to approach our preteens, our teens, our adult children Mm and say, wow, I'm learning some new things Mm. and I'm seeing that I really missed some things in the way that I showed up or didn't show up for you. And it wasn't out of bad intention. It wasn't because I didn't love you. It's because I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the information that I needed. Mm. I missed it with you. Um, So definitely the repair. And then moving forward, where do we go from there? And so much of it being it, it truly is. It's a coming alongside. We're so mm. used to the power dynamic of whoever has the most authority, whoever's the tallest, whoever's oh. the biggest, whoever's the oldest, they're in charge and everyone else is expected to conform. Everyone else is expected to submit. Mm. And that's all we've known for so long. Mm-hmm. And maybe that sounds good on paper, but it doesn't work. Mm. Mm-hmm. It does not yeah. work. What we know now, after decades and decades of research which really it's it's ancient wisdom Mm. but we now have the science to back up that ancient wisdom that says what people need is connection what Mm. people need is safety psychological safety Mm. and when we can build connection when we can build psychological safety 
that's when we can build functionality on top of that. That's when we have thriving humans, mm. when we are building on top of connection and safety. But some of that, because we haven't seen modeled, we, we truly do have to learn an, an entirely new way of interacting with specifically people who are younger than us or people who have less power than us, which is often our children, mm. the people living right, right. <laughs> within our own walls, yeah. beneath our feet. We have to learn a new way. And from what I've seen, so 17 years um, of learning and growing as a mother and as a parent, that there, you actually can collaborate. It's, it's still kind of astounding to me mm. that you can collaborate with three-year-olds, that you can collaborate with 10-year-olds and 15-year-olds. Um, and when you approach them with, I'm on your team mm. and you, I, I want to know what you need. I want to know what you feel and I will regard and hold space and validate all of those ideas, mm. all of those experiences, all of those emotions. Immediately it changes the interaction. It changes it from yeah. animosity mm. And this can take some time if there is a lot of wounding. It's not that it's mm. going to be an instant um, shift from, oh, now we're best friends and we just work perfectly together all the time. Um, maybe that happens sometimes. That certainly doesn't happen all of the time. But as that repair begins to happen and you do begin collaborating, from what I've seen, if I'm willing to be safe, if I'm willing to approach my kids um, in that safe way, in that connected way, they know what they need. Mm. They know... Yeah. Yeah. what kind of support they need from you. And that almost guarantees an outcome that serves both you and the child. It creates an outcome where you guys are communicating, where you guys are connecting and where yeah. everyone's needs are met. We haven't used the word need yet, um, but that's another foundational mm -hmm. aspect of all of this is that most of our kids yeah. have chronic unmet needs mm -hmm. because we don't know how to communicate. We create mm -hmm. an environment wow. unintentionally where we don't know how to communicate with them. They don't know how to communicate with us. And so their needs, sometimes their basic needs, as in rest and sleep and hydration, right. uh, but sometimes the bigger psychological needs go unmet for mm. days and wow. weeks and months and years because we have shut down that communication process through our resistance, through our out of good intentions of trying mm. to raise functional humans, thriving humans, mm -hmm. our good intentions, um, bad applications yeah. of trying to do that creates an environment where they can't express and they can't communicate. And so those needs do go unmet for long, long periods of time. And that creates uh, kind of another layer, another layer of um, problems, another layer of disconnection. Yeah. And I'm believing more and more, the longer we do this, that it's only about needs. It's mm. just about needs because that's the human condition. And, of course, so much of our research was with kids just watching, well, what's a one-year-old doing? Conveying needs. That's it. Yeah. That's all mm. they do all day long. If they have a need, they're supposed to convey it. And the parents are supposed to be present uh, with them. Well, that doesn't change whenever they turn two or five right. or ten or thirty. Where It's still just the human condition. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, of course, we see this in uh, any age, you know, teenagers, partnered pairs, whoever, uh, that if needs are not met, things go sideways really, really quickly. But we yeah. don't have that concept. And especially with any age, but with teenagers, <laughs> we're saying, what, you, this boy doesn't like you at school? That mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Well, it may not matter to you as the 39-year-old mom. Right. It sure as heck matters to this 15-year-old girl. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as Phyllis said earlier, we convey to them, number one, you're wrong to feel what you feel. Number two, you're stupid. Mm. 
Well, guess what? Tell somebody that enough times. And we don't say it with those words. Right. And I think most parents are genuinely trying to get the 15-year-old girl to not be crushed mm-hmm. by this or the boy or whoever. Uh, but that's the message that they get is that you're wrong, you're stupid. And so you only say that so many times to somebody before they notate, hmm, okay, hold on, let me think. Yeah, don't turn to dad. <laughs> dad's going to tell you you're wrong and you're stupid mm. I'm going to go find somebody else to talk mm. to somebody that's going to be safe for me and unfortunately sometimes they pick tw- terrible people because they're, they feel regarded by that individual mm-hmm. and they don't feel regarded by mom and dad yeah. so much of it is empathy mm. and we have a lack of empathy specifically for people well in general but definitely for people who are younger than us mm. and we forget that they wow. have that their frame of reference is very different than ours Mm-hmm. My frame of reference as a 39-year-old is night and day in some ways from my three-year-old, my three-year-old's frame of reference, who only has three years' worth of experiences right. to draw from. Yeah. Yeah. I have 38, almost 39 years of mm. experiences to draw from. Um, and, and typically, when we see a lack of empathy, it's a lack of being able to hold space for ourselves. Mm. So oh. if I'm in a continual cycle of judging my own experience, mm. of judging my right. own emotion, that's going to leak out onto my kids. Well, and everybody, yeah. really, that's going to leak out onto everybody. Hmm. And so to remember that too, and that's, we can dive into that too, as far as how to address that within yourself as a parent, mm-hmm. how to grow your capacity to hold space for yourself yeah. so that you have the ability to hold space for your children or wow. hold space for any relationship, yeah. any other person. Well, you know, again, we're trying to keep these short, but that is such a great segue to another podcast where we would talk about that because you started with that, mm. even in answering this question, how do we reconnect with our teenagers? Mm. And you think you gotta, you gotta do some work on yourself right. to even tune in. What are my needs? What is yeah. happening with me? Uh, to have good emotional health so that you can have that with your uh, teenagers and all your children. So thank you so much for Mm -hmm. answering that question and really leaning into that. But boy, that does open up an opportunity to talk about some other really good topics. So thank you. That was brilliant. So incredible. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was thinking so often, Oh, I wish I'd had my kids earlier so I could just be almost done. You know, I have a bunch of small kids, but now I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that I have this information now so I can learn and utilize these and have fewer misses. Not to say that I don't miss a lot, but having these tools to help me miss less and less is so vital in this journey. And so if you're like, I need more help, I need to be connected with this, help me, help me. Again, go to connectioncodes.co. So join us next time and uh, yeah, we'll see you soon.